Hello, and welcome to the CEO Blindspot Show. I'm your host, Birgit Camps, and today's guest is Dr. Ramzan Ali, a co-founder and practicing dentist at H-Town Dental. And I'm also going to say you're like a magician with children because <laughs> my daughter's been going to you for a while. And one of the things on your website is you guys say that you want to make sure that children don't develop a fear of dentists. And <laughs> you have definitely accomplished that. She loves coming to see you. <laughs> so totally. welcome to our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yes. And thank you for being willing to share with us some of your best practices and struggles as a leader, because not only do you have to be successful dentist, but you also have got three different offices now with your partner. And so that's, yes. that's quite a challenge to manage all that. So if you want to say something about how did you end up deciding to start your own practice with your partner? Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated back in 2007 from the University of uh, Texas in Houston Dental School. I worked for a HMO, DMO type office where you just see 30 patients a day. You get to learn a lot. You get to uh, build a lot of of, you know, hand skills, dental experience, you know, the real world dental experience with patients. After a year of doing that, I kind of found a job in the Medicaid office community and ended up working for different offices for about the next four years. Dr. Gorawanti, who's my partner now, I've known him for a long time. We kind of worked together at these offices and then eventually we just decided to open up our own uh, in 2012. So our first office is called East Houston Dental Care, East part of Houston. That was in 2012. And then our second office we opened up in 2015, which is Magnolia Dental Care. And then our third office was the end of 2015. And that was Premier Dental Care in Bel Air, where you bring your daughter. So me and my partner, Dr. Garwanchi, we were working for different offices, we were working for different people. And so two of the biggest reasons that we decided to open up our own office, of course, was to keep more of the profits. You know, everybody wants to make more money. And number two was the control factor. How many patients do you want to see per day? How much time are you allocating to each patient? A lot of these things, when you work for different owners, you don't have a lot of control in that. That can improve your quality, uh, patient care, a lot of these things come into play. Well, speaking of control, one of the things I appreciate about what you just said is you were able to then decide what hours you wanted to serve the population that you serve. And I know one of the things you decided to do is open up Saturdays to have three offices and you've succeeded, but did you ever struggle? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Struggle would be an understatement. Uh, struggled a lot, making all kinds of mistakes. So one of the things about being a dentist or, or a doctor is in dental school, they don't teach you anything about business or ownership. You really have to kind of figure all of that out on your own. And the way you figure that out is making mistakes, trial and error. For example, when we first opened up our practice, we didn't have a lot of systems in play. We had to kind of figure those systems out as we as we went along. So because of that, we had a lot of money stolen from us in cash from managers. We had a lot of improper billing, which led to a lot of loss of collections. And when we start to realize these mistakes and when you start figuring out, hey, you know, we're working really hard, we're working a lot of hours, but not making the money that we expect to be making, you have to kind of dig in and look into these things. And I would say the biggest mistake that what I'm mentioning is just placing too much trust in your employees and, and giving them too many tasks to do all at once. And I think that was kind of the turning point for me was once I realized that, hey, look, you really can't trust a lot of people, especially when it comes to money, and you can't give one person too many tasks. 
Mm-hmm. And that led me to kind of delegate a lot of things. And we do accept cash in our offices. So things like cash have to obviously stay on top of yourself or have a family member be in charge of that if you have that. But then delegating was also very important because, for example, we were having one employee do our billing, managing employees, different things like that. And we were giving her too many duties all at once. When you give somebody too many duties all at once, they're not going to do everything right. So we decided to get a billing company, a third-party billing company, where we had to give them a certain percentage of all our collections, but there weren't mistakes being made. So we actually came out on top. Yeah. So how did you realize that money was missing and that something was not working well there? (laughs) You know, so when you first open up any business, you know, you don't really expect to make money. Uh, you know, you're probably going to be losing money at, at certain months, right? Because you don't have the patience, you know, the customers. And we went in with the expectation of like, look, you know, for at least six months, maybe even nine months or 12 months, there's just not going to be a lot of, lot of profit taking. And, you know, we went along with that. But then at some point where I was like, we were looking at numbers, we were looking at our production and I'm like, hold on, you know, this doesn't seem right. Like the money is just not coming in. You know, we haven't paid ourselves in like nine months or something. Hmm. And then when we started digging in a little bit, we started looking at our deposit slips versus bank transactions. Mm. And we started noticing a discrepancy there. And uh, yeah, it happened to be our first manager that we ever had. And it was a big mistake on our part to trust her to take the money to the bank. And mm. I didn't know any better at that point. I was a little too trusting in those things. But once we realized that, we found out that she was just actually taking that money home. And then when we started doing a little digging, we found the problem. She paid us back most of the money. And then now we take all the cash to the bank ourselves. I mean, it seems like a very obvious thing, but you know, it's just little things like that, that you just kind of learn along the way. Yes. I think most of us in general give people the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise. So I can see how that was your turning point. And and Absolutely. then you said something else that was important. How did you discover that you were giving one person too many tasks? And how do you know now when you're giving the right amount? So the biggest mistake I feel that we made was giving this manager too many duties, uh, especially billing. Uh, billing is a full-time job on its own. Uh, not just the billing, but you know, they just have to bill, you have to bill things out for the insurance companies. But also when the insurance company sends you the checks, you have to post the checks. You have to, uh, you know, kind of figure out what wasn't paid. You have to appeal those things that weren't paid. And we had one person in charge of doing this. We had one person in charge of presenting treatment plans to patients. We had one person doing HR department. So we had one person doing all this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we started seeing that we're not collecting as much as we're producing, um, you know, that was kind of a kind of a wake up call where like, hey, look, she's not able to do all of these things right. And it, I mean, it took us a long time to realize that. Uh, but now that we've realized that we, we actually have a third party building company, like I mentioned, that does all of our billing now. Yeah. So even though we pay them a certain percentage now, we are making more money or we're collecting more of our production because there's no mistakes being made. And they have the time to dedicate and they're experts, it sounds like. Absolutely. And because this is what they do all day long. Uh, My manager at that point is not an expert at billing. Her strong point was, you know, 
selling the treatment plans to patients. You know, when patients come in, we diagnose the patients with whatever they need. Um, you know, her job is to kind of figure out the insurance, figure out the finances, and uh, have them kind of sign up to get that treatment done. But we were just giving her too many duties uh, yeah. all at once. Well, you must have figured it out because when I come into your office, your team is amazing with us and they're fully <laughs> present. They're funny. Great. And uh, so thanks for sharing. And I happen to know from, you know, speaking with you that uh, through a lot of trial and error at some point, you're like, okay, maybe I can connect with other dentists and doctors and, and also, you know, learn from them. Absolutely. So yeah. speaking of experts, we're amazed with not only are you a good dentist, but you also give us tips on well-being in terms of how that impacts things. And you're always researching, <laughs> yep. you know, yep. how yep. to do things better. And then on your website, it says you're also always looking at technology to have up-to-date and current technology. And is there anything new that you can share with us that's happened in the last year or so? Or I'm always looking at different dental groups. I'm always chatting with colleagues, different dentists, and, you know, kind of seeing what kind of things they're up to. And there is a lot of technology in dentistry, you know, especially the last 10 to 20 years uh, where you have a lot of, you know, dental implants. You have a lot of, uh, you know, digital scanning, digital impressions. You can, they even have a, a thing that's called CAD CAM where, you know, crowns, caps or crowns, you know, traditionally you send them to a laboratory takes two to three weeks to get back. They actually have a technology where you can actually make the crowns in the office the same day. So the patient gets the whole product in one appointment instead of waiting two to three weeks. Now, unfortunately with us, we don't get to implement a lot of these things. And that's because our offices are in lower income neighborhoods. We do see a lot of Medicaid government paid for. There's a big percentage, I would say probably 75% of our revenues from that. Obviously they pay a lot less. So we don't get to implement a lot of these things because obviously technology, the newer technology, especially, it's a lot more expensive. Yes. Um, I love learning about it. I love reading about it, kind of keep a, a list of different things that I would love to implement in the future if we were to kind of go away from this model of dentistry that we're doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very exciting to kind of do those things. Yeah. Well, I think one yeah. of your pluses is you're always learning, right? You enlighten us with something new you've learned. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. probably the base of your success as well is you're always... Yeah, you, you have to. Yeah, you have to. And, I, and I've, you know, ever since I was a kid, I mean, I've always been into how things work. I had this thirst for knowledge and I always wanted to learn different things. And I've always been into health and fitness, you know, ever since I was in college. And, you know, I just wanted to know what, what, what am I doing wrong here? Am I eating the right things? Am I doing the right type of workout? Because if I'm putting in the time to work out, I want to do it the right way. Am I, you know, I just don't want to waste my time. So I end up just going down a rabbit hole, like reading books and listening to podcasts and just learning so many different things about health and nutrition. It's just, Kind of become a hobby for me and i love sharing that information so when i yes. you know when i see you every six months when you bring your daughter in i feel like you like to listen to these things and i love sharing that with you i love talking about those things to, to whoever shows me any bit of interest in that well i certainly have benefited a lot from that and i do appreciate <laughs> it and, and i appreciate you being uh, on the podcast and no, of course you, you know you didn't mention this is one of your best practices but we chose your office because you were close to us and having said that we stuck with you because you have figured out how to create an environment where people feel taken care of and you're amazing, you know, oh, with us. You. And so may <laughs> you continue, you. even though you're, as you said, in the low income, that, that's your, most of your clients. I, I'm glad that they get to experience someone like you and you give them high income treatment. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you for being on the show with us today. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me 